Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Exciting! It's, well, maybe exciting. <laughs> it's going to be a strange one. Um, and in in classic Josh fashion, I actually have my notes as screenshots on my phone. Uh, old school. <laughs> old school. I've, I've switched it into flight mode, so it's not going to go bing, 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 bing. <laughs> but since it is linked to the Mac, it still might do that anyway. Okay. Like it has in previous episodes. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, we don't have to edit those out again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, how do you like artwork? Oh, I love art. You I love art? I appreciate art. Uh, I actually got kicked out of the tape is it the Tate Modern? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for going up the escalator the wrong way. <laughs> oh, up the day and escalator. Yeah, me and my friend Jason in school, we had a race up the uh, up the up down the escalator. escalator. <laughs> yeah. every, every kid does it, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, we got escorted out and got told to wait outside until everyone else had finished looking at art. And that was a, what, a school trip, was it? <laughs> yeah. All oh, right, so you couldn't have but... finished your assignment then. <laughs> no, I couldn't. But I do love artwork. I do appreciate yeah. a good bit of art. I know, well, I, obviously you do, because you, you're covered head to toe in tattoos, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, I, I believe you uh, used to practice a little bit of that yourself. I did, yeah, back yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I miss it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. Well, today's episode uh, is somewhat about art. Oh. A little bit of creepy art. Oh, okay. Now you've piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's an odd one because, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, I could potentially do an episode about haunted paintings and creepy paintings and stuff like that but there, mm-hmm. there, there's one that caught my interest I, i'm hoping we're going to be able to uh, string this out to a, a full episode <laughs> we'll do our best we will do our best um but this one is is quite notorious particularly here in the uk mm-hmm. um it's known as the crying boy painting have you heard of that one i have heard of you that have one. heard of it. have you um, seen the crying boy painting? i have yeah. yeah and the only reason is because on the Ricky Gervais show, which is like a podcast but right. cartoons, uh, Carl Pilkington mentions it <laughs> briefly. Oh, okay. And they will take the Mickey out of him for believing in it. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's uh, it's it's an odd one mm. because it almost does seem like quite a genuinely cursed photo, or at least a lot of people believed it was. Yeah. Um, uh, let me refer to my notes for a second. Uh, is, is, are the replicas even haunted as well? Uh, no, this is the big debate on it, you see. So the 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 the, the crying boy 
the painting itself um, was uh, by an Italian painter called Giovanni Bragolin. Mm, who, very Italian. Yeah, who lived uh, from 1911 to 1981. That wasn't his real name, that was his artist name, his sort of pseudonym or pen oh, name. Okay. Um, his real name was Bruno Amarillo. Still pretty Italian, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Bruno's quite Italian. Yeah, it? I'm not not sure when he actually originally painted the Crying Boy painting. I was going to say, with those dates, it seems older. It is quite well. Yeah, no, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But mm. I, I actually thought it was maybe like yeah, early 20th century or something like that, or maybe late 18th century, uh, not 19th century. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was apparently widely distributed as a print. Okay. Uh, in the 1950s and onwards, and yet there there are quite a lot of copies or alternative versions, but they're all the same same vein. It's all just a, a portrait of, of a young boy who's maybe four or five years old, mm. and he and he has a tear rolling down his cheek. Yes, and it has been attributed to some urban legends. Mm-hmm. Now, to start off with, people a lot of people ask, what is the story behind The Crying Boy? Where did it come from? So, let's address that. Yeah. Now, the legend has it, like all good Disney films, the boy was orphaned at a young age. Oh, that's not good. No. But, you know, classic Disney sense, it, it has to happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, apparently... His parents died in a house fire, ah. making him an orphan. Um, I'm not, it's not clear whether he went to an orphanage or, or whatever, but apparently anywhere he went to stay also set on fire. Yes. That's the myth I'd heard about it. Yeah. The painting causes house fires. No, no, this was before the painting that even existed yeah, yeah. This as, is the as, actual... as a boy, he was b- passed around from pillar to post, and everywhere he stayed, yeah. started having house fires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this um, Giovanni Brigolin, uh painted him, and apparently, so the legend says, his studio then caught fire. Mm, there's got to be truth in it, then. Well, maybe. Um, but the fire is obviously the thing that sort of catches people's attention mm-hmm. because of this uh, this painting, this, this or print, was uh, such widely popular from the nineteen fifties through to the nineteen eighties. Um, a lot of people had it in their house, mm-hmm. and uh, in nineteen eighty five, or in in the mid eighties, at some point, I think it was eighty four or eighty five, um, a firefighter in London, came forward and said that many of the house fires that he'd been attending, putting out, putting out house fires in, in those times, in the recent times, he would see that same picture on the wall undamaged. Yeah, that's what I meant earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it was assumed that the, the painting or the picture, the curse of it, was starting these fires, mm. you know, as as a, a, an add-on, an annex, if you like, to the to the, the to the history of the boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boy's uh, name. Yeah, let me find it. 
was Don Brillo. Don Bonillo, sorry. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Don Bonillo. <laughs> I was going to try and guess an Italian name. So I'm guessing that Don Bonillo is historically a, a, an actual person or was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, uh, but I I don't know if if that is actually true. Um, after the firefighter c- claimed, uh, he he was based in Essex as well, by the way. Right? Ah. Um, after he claimed that these undamaged copies were found in burning buildings, there was quite a public outcry. A lot of people said, well, I've got that picture in my house. What am I supposed to do with it? Mm-hmm. So it was actually the Sun newspaper. It was quite a major newspaper here in the, in the UK, the Sun, um, started putting on um, bonfires up and down the country en masse so people could bring their crying boy paintings and burn them and get rid of them forever and be rid of the curse and live quite happily mm-hmm. knowing that their house shouldn't burn down. <laughs> right. I mean, that's quite an extraordinary length to go. It is, isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, just rip it up? Or... It's a great mob <laughs> mentality, though, eh? Hey? Yeah. It's kind of nuts, isn't it, that, like... We we would do that in this country and say, right, get rid of all these paintings. But then that's not enough. We have to go to <laughs> divine justice and go. Well, he caused fires. Let's burn him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. Bonfires up and down the country for one painting. Mm. No, that is yeah. Apparently, what happened all throughout 1985, uh, the Sun newspaper was orch- orchestrating these bonfires, and people did take their pictures. And just burn them and wave goodbye. And there must have been a lot of photos or pictures of this. Oh, this majorly, year. yeah, it must have been. Like, like I said, there were there were copies as well. Yeah, and it was unconfirmed, particularly by the firefighter, obviously, whether it was that original Giovanni Bregolin picture mm. all the time that he saw, or whether it was just very similar copies. Yeah, yeah. No one really knows. So you could attribute the copies as having the same curse, potentially. Yeah. But the actual um, story uh, was investigated by a man called David Clark, an investigative journalist. Um, and he claimed that the child as known as Don Bonillo, or Diablo, did not actually emerge until the year 2000 in a book by Tom Sleeman. Slemon, however that's pronounced. Um, mm. They relate to the, the child to several fires, including the painter's studio. However, he says there is absolutely no truth to it. So it is like a legend story. Yeah. Like a myth. So mm. I guess we, we debunked the actual, the, the legend there. But, I mean, <laughs> the curse is still something, you know, that people <laughs> really believed in. Yeah, and this is actually something that is kind of a little bit personal to me as well, mm-hmm. because uh, a few weeks ago, my sister sent me a text message saying, "Oh, you got to try, you got to do the the crying boy, the, mm-hmm. the the curse of the crying boy, on your podcast. It'd be a really good one." And I said, "Yeah, it's it's already on the list, Mandy," and she went, "No, no, no, you got to do it. You don't understand. Mum had that picture." Oh, 
Your mother had the same picture. Had the crying boy picture. Did your house burn down? So I texted her back and I said, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about it? <laughs> As you do. As you do, yeah. <laughs> and, and she agreed. Nice. So, um... Shall, shall I? Obviously, she's not here right now. I, I did this. Here's Mandy. <laughs> I, I did this a few days ago, but I, I did. I invited her in. She sat in your position, and and we had a little chat. Yeah. And uh, if if you're up for it, I'll 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 play it for you now, and yeah. for, and for everybody at home, and then uh, and and you can uh, expand on that as you like afterwards. Let's do it. Okay. Here is um, past pirate with sister Mandy. Sister pirate. Sister Pirate. <laughs> She's just Mandy. Anyway, here it is. Welcome, Mandy, to the Hi. studio. <laughs> How are you feeling being in the legendary Paranormality studio, taking Josh's position? Are you comfortable? Nervous. Nervous? Nervous. Don't worry about it. It's, it's all fine. And I'm going to take it at, uh, on good faith that future me has introduced exactly what is going on here. Um, we are in a crying boy painting uh, the crying episode. Boy. Yeah, um, because obviously you sent me that text message the other week. I when, did. Well, I was on holiday. I was living life to the max. I'm sorry. I, I forgot you were on holiday. Quite happily drinking beer, reading my book on a balcony, and I got text message saying, Oh, you've got to cover the crying boy. <laughs> and it was you. It was. And I said, Don't worry, it's on the list. It's on the list. We, we'll cover it. And you went, yeah, you you got to cover it, because uh, Mum had one. She did. And, like, when you said it to me, I, I remember saying to you in the text message conversation, I can kind of remember it, but not really. I mean, I was so young at the time, Mandy. Obviously, I was only, like, four or five years old. Yes, uh, you were. Most, when, when it got thrown away. When, yes. In the mid-80s, yeah. when we moved from... Let's not leave addresses from the place in Ludlow by the station to the outskirts. To the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're not going to say addresses because we don't know who lives there now, and we don't want to upset anybody. Um, no. But yeah, uh, I do remember. I, I you said in the text message that uh, the picture that Mum had was exactly like, or near enough, exactly like one that you had just seen on a YouTube video about the crying boy. Which yes. Which is what this episode similar. is about. Not the same, but similar. So it's not necessarily by the original artist that... It is... wasn't the Giovanni one. No? No. Okay. Um, but the the way the child looked in the picture, because he looked slightly to the right-hand yeah, side. Yeah, it's slightly He's... to a so- one side. One side, yeah. This boy had the same thing. That's the thing. Even on the Wikipedia page, they do acknowledge that there was uh, other pictures that looked very similar that seemed maybe to carry the same curse. But mm. or, but that is up in the air. I don't know. Definitely, obviously, the original Giovanni one was the one that was reported by the fireman to be causing, allegedly, fires... Uh, which started off, I think, I believe it was the Sun newspaper that started off these mass bonfires. The mass, mass bonfires yeah, that, where everybody brought their pictures in to be burned. Yeah, in 1985. Uh, obviously, mum and dad didn't take their picture. I don't know how they got rid of theirs. No, I um, don't either. It just disappeared. 
Yeah. We a, were moving house, and I'm assuming that during the transition, it got boxed it up, got and, boxed up and thrown or... away. You know, we're taking this, we're not taking that. Oh, fair enough. But the boy but... definitely had the same notation. He had a definite tear on his right hand cheek. Right. And it, he was like the Giovanni one. He was dressed in a blue sweater. Yeah. Yeah. But it, so it quite possibly could have been the the, the Giovanni one, or did it, did it look no, slightly different? No, because the Giovanni one is, is a lifelike painting of a child. Right. But the one mum had got was very animated. It was more like a cartoon. Okay, but you, you said this was one of a set of two pictures. It was. There was also a little girl. Yeah, now I can remember the little girl better than I can remember the the crying boy. So can I, because I wanted the little girl put up in my bedroom. And I bear in mind I'm a bit older than you. Yeah, So I was aware of it from a, you know, probably just after Paul was born in 1978 or 79. So the very late 70s. Right. um, Right the way through until we moved house. Um, and I kept saying to her, oh, you know, I like that picture. Let me have it put up in the bedroom. See, I can remember the little girl quite well. Little girl, yellow dress, holding a teddy bear. Frills. Yeah, yeah. Fr- frilly frills. Bits. Yeah, yeah. Frills Yeah, very old-fashioned sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. she got a hand up, like, over her eyes, sort of on her forehead with her palm turned outwards. And she was pouting as opposed to Pout- being tearful. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of one of a set of and pictures. And she got a teddy bear. And it wasn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, holding a teddy she bear. She was holding a, a teddy bear. left hand, I think. Um, yeah. But they weren't in picture frames. They were both just had a dowel. Had a dowel, yeah. Top and bottom. Top and one bottom t- for weighting it so that it would hang straight because it, yeah. it was paper on a paper background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mum would never actually display these pictures in no, the house. No, Never. She's... Even though I asked her a number of times, you know, can I have that up in my bedroom? I like that picture. The answer was a definitive no. Now, I wonder why that is. Well, I, I kind of wonder why that is. I think we, as family members, kind of already have a fundamental feeling of why that is anyway, is because strangeness runs through our family, doesn't it? Yeah, we are pretty strange. Yeah, I mean, that's just a general comment, but um, one could say, I I always call it, we've got a little bit of The Shining, if you've ever seen The Shining. I don't, no, I haven't seen that. It's it's kind of almost like mediumship abilities, and I think it, it runs through you, definitely. Yes, it ran through mum. It runs through a, an uncle of ours. I, I won't say his name uh, for you know, the, the, yeah, respectful yeah. purposes. But he he very much has all his life lived with almost. Uh, you've seen the film The Sixth Sense with the little boy that's yes. like I see ghosts. He, our uncle is very much like that, isn't he? And very. We don't have that on our our particular circle quite as badly not to that extent not to that extent but we've no. all had our own experiences i know i've relayed some on the podcast before now not all but some of them and obviously the house that we grew up in didn't help I've, i have told the story that was bef- pretty intense yeah yeah i've told the story before now where we were sat around at this very table having breakfast on a sunday morning and i'd see him walk around the outside of the dining room, and I'd point to him going, who's that boy, who's that man? 
and none of you even reacted to him. You just look around and go, oh, he's being weird again. Yeah. Because you didn't see him. And then all this other stuff started kicking off and mum started telling stories of her sensitive side coming more to the forefront. And I'm sure you've probably remember better than I do some of the stories that she had. Yes, probably. They were... They weren't nice. No. I think the I think with that house, the worst of it was anything with a point. It didn't matter. It was a compass, a pencil, a pair of scissors. So if it had a sharp point, it was gone. Yeah. It just disappeared. Yeah. You know that you're doing, you're still doing your homework. You know you had a pencil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, suddenly you put it down, you do go something else for two, two seconds, you come it's back gone. and it's gone, yeah. So one pencil was never enough. You had to have a pencil case full of pencils. Yeah. And I remember saying, Mum saying to me, why do you need such a big pencil case? And I'm like, because you can't keep them. Yeah, because they just disappear. But that set of keys was odd, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the way it would, like, appear in the attic. Or, yeah. They were actually under the floorboards. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, I know. I'd taken them on the Monday night to the Scout Hut to open up for Venture Scouts. And I put them back when I'd come home. And on Tuesday, when on she went to come... In the hall, right next to the front door. Front door. And I said, but I haven't got them, Mum, because I was wearing my white coat. Yeah. And they're not in my white coat, because I hung them on the hook. You can't have done. And it's like, but I did. They weren't found for months. They weren't found until... Um, the gas man gas, yeah, come yeah, to lay yeah. the pipes and they were under the floorboards in her bedroom underneath the bed yeah but no it's it was pretty weird but i mean that that's just our our family i guess isn't can i it? ask if the bedroom ever tumbled yes that vortex where you're lying in bed and you feel like you're being turned over sideways like a spit roasted pig yes yeah or like one of those astronaut machines that they, they yeah do. yeah G-force yeah, or whatever, yes. Now, this is one I want to ask you. I'm sorry that this is off topic, by the way. We were talking about the crying boy, but now we're just talking about the strangeness of uh, mine and my sister's family. Um, but, yeah, we, we did live in an extremely haunted house when we were young, very ripe with poltergeist activity. And one... I can remember trying to explain to Nev, our oldest brother how I have a memory of literally being picked up at the top of the stairs 
and floating down the stairs, straight staircase, until you get to a 90 degree corner at the bottom, and then just being popped on the floor at the bottom. You did that. Yeah, but not in that house. I did it in that house. And no. when I explained it to Nev, he went, oh, yeah, I had that dream too. And for years, I just explained it away as a dream. But I... I I'm, didn't... I didn't do it in that house. Convinced that it happened. To, it was in that no. house because a big glass window at the bottom of the stairs, it's... and I was going towards that window, yeah. scared out of my life. And then I luckily turned the corner and landed on the floor. And I was just like, "Okay, that happened." I flew down the stairs in the other house. In by the station. Yes. Quite a few times. Okay. I didn't realise you'd had that. Yeah, I had that. Wow. And apparently Nev did as well, but he always thought it was a dream. So No, it wasn't a dream because the dog was at the bottom. Yeah, the dog was at the bottom. Lulu. Like uh, Toby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how weird. Now, how weird that we've never actually discussed this before. Yeah. Among all the other paranormal conversations that we've had, and that is one of the experiences that I've been so in turmoil over all of my life. Did that happen or was it a dream? Never reckons it was a dream. I was sure it was happened. And now you say it happened. No, it did happen. I flew down the stairs. Slowly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like you're falling down. Not, just no, no, no. literally just being picked up and, and, and floating as though you're Harry Potter or Because or, I had you to know. duck. Because Dad had built that cupboard over the stairs. Oh, another, yeah, yeah, in that house. Yeah, and, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. So I had to duck to get underneath that cupboard. So I just remember seeing a glass window, a large glass, you remember the large glass yeah. window that was at the bottom of the other set of stairs, seeing that coming towards me. That's funny how there's an obstacle in both of those... Isn't that, yeah. ...scenarios. And we both avoided them. Yes. That's weird. And, well, we, and we had a crying boy. Window, and we sure. had a crying boy painting in the house, and avoided the house catching fire, because Mum refused to put it up. Yeah, but that crying boy picture was in that cupboard that I avoided. <laughs> that, that's a good point. <laughs> that is weird. It's weird. Wow. Let's do that. Okay. Right. But back, uh, back to you, future pirate. <laughs> uh, thank you, pirate from the past. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, well, what did you make of that then, Josh? Uh, I have a few questions. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might, to be honest. <laughs> Probably not about the crying boy. <laughs> no, 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 this has taken a turn. So, like you said, I mean, the, the, the crying boy, there's not much else left to tell. Uh, not really, no. Only the, the, I mean, the, the whole point of me asking my sister on was uh, just to sort of demonstrate the point that I think my mum with her sensitivities, her psychic abilities or whatever it is that does run through our family, mm-hmm. may have sensed the danger, mm-hmm. wouldn't put it up on the wall, and hence we never actually had the house fire or, or, or any problems like that. But we yeah. did have a a copy, or a certain copy of the picture, maybe not the original one that the curse is based around, but since mm-hmm. obviously the mass hysteria and everything, maybe yeah. maybe maybe those copies do have something about them that, that has the curse in it as well, and my mum could sense that. Yeah. I think the, the one of the biggest takeaways for me as well is where a lot of people, when they have ghost stories, I'm guilty of this myself as well, you know, like 
I've said the the occasional ghost story, and even like to this day, I look back and I go, oh, "Did I see one?" Oh, I was probably just smoke from a fire or, or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, make yeah. It. And I think what's very interesting is the almost realization that you and your sister had, where you both had the same experience. Your older brother had the same experience, and then you said about your uncle being able to see things yeah oh, he, he is literally like that you know this the kid in the sixth sense yeah like, i see dead people and <laughs> yeah he's had that all his life he actually has nearly caused um rose a- accidents because he's oh. been driving a car and he swerved to avoid someone that's not there yeah that wouldn't be great <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's happened to him a couple of mm. times so you know like this, this the whole mediumship thing it does kind of run through my family's blood yeah life. And I think after watching that, it's actually not. I'm, I wouldn't say that like uh, it wasn't believable beforehand. But when you obviously have two people, three, four people, all confirming the same story yeah. kind of thing, it does solidify it a bit more. Where you're like, oh, okay, well, I, I believe you now. Do you know what I mean? Not that yeah, I didn't yeah, before, yeah. but do, do you know what I mean? Well, like, that's the thing. Like the whole floating down the stairs thing. Mm. I I'd never spoken to my sister about that before now. So that was literally her first reaction to me telling her that story. And you can tell it was all natural. Yeah, you both look actually pretty shocked. Like, as if you'd obviously gone through the same thing. And it was like, oh, I thought I was alone on that. So yeah. it's quite a nice little moment there. But I do have a couple of questions. Yeah, go One, for it, yeah. did you ever find out the history of, like, where, or this poltergeist? Like, who or, you know, he, she? Possibly. Okay. I have a story. Yeah, that it could be. I, I couldn't say this for absolutely hundred percent proof on this, but the story that I I know from my childhood, from when we grew up and we researched it, our house obviously that that the very haunted house was on the edge of town, in Ludlow. Uh, so it used to be on farmland, farmland that had been sold for development, mm-hmm. and. Where our house was and a couple of the neighbouring houses that also apparently experienced some disturbances, although they didn't necessarily put it down to poltergeist activity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was a massive barn on the site where those houses were. And apparently the barn was owned by uh, two brothers that ran the farm. One brother was married... The other was having an affair with his wife. Oh, dirty dog. The married brother stabbed him with a pitchfork in that barn. Ooh. Hence he didn't like pointy things. That was my other question. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he like pointy things? But you've answered that as well. So there you go. But that, that that's that's like I say, I can't I can't say a hundred percent historical fact on that one. That is the mm. story that I know that I heard when I was uh, growing up. That's pretty damn cool, man. I mean, obviously not for you guys growing <laughs> up, but listening back to it and stuff is actually oh, it cool. was it was a horrendously haunted place, and mm. and it, it just escalated over years and years. Um, and obviously, my parents being quite deeply religious people, my dad nowadays mm. is a minister, although he wasn't at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did call in a minister to try and exercise it. And uh, we we were all us kids were sent out one evening while they had this minister round and did like prayer readings and whatever they do in an exorcism, 
And uh, when, when we got home that night, I can remember mum and dad going, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in, it's all right now, he's gone. Isn't it peaceful? Isn't it peaceful? And we were all just like... Feels the same to me. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until maybe a week later that... Um, and I was still quite young. I was probably about eight or nine at mm-hmm. the time when this happened. Um, maybe ten years old. And it was about a week later. Mum and Dad had gone out. Um, and my sister and my oldest brother, I think, were babysitting us. All sat in the front room watching telly. And in the kitchen, because obviously Mandy just said we had, we'd had gas fitted. Mm-hmm. In the early 80s, that was a big thing, getting gas in your house. Um <laughs> And so, so we'd got a, a gas hob or a gas cooker, a gas burner, mm-hmm. you know, not the oven, but the actual where you put your pots on and your saucepans and heat those up. That was all powered by gas. And it had one of those electric um, starter igniter buttons. Yeah. You know, when you turn gas on and you... Exactly, yeah, yeah. You press the button. And we were sat there watching the TV and that started happening in the kitchen. There's no one in there. And all of us just kind of looked around, turned... And my Mandy, who you've just heard, went, it's still here. And as she said that, the kitchen door slammed. Now imagine the, k- the kitchen door is at the far end of the room, and opposite that is the door going into the hallway. Mm-hmm. And it literally, it looks like wind blowing everything as it went past, through one door, slamming that door. Uh, there was a, like a palm plant in the corner next to the door. That brussled. All the curtains billowed, and then a ball of mistletoe, because it was like Christmas sort of time, a ball of mistletoe came flying off the ceiling in the hall and in through the, the door into the lounge. It threw mistletoe at us. <laughs> I just wanted a kiss. <laughs> and my brothers and sister, well, my sister went, did you see that? And my brother was like, no, didn't see anything. And my other brother was like, no, no, didn't see nothing. And I went, being a little boy, I was like, I saw it. <laughs> it went from there all the way across there. <laughs> and they were like, shh. but yeah i mean yeah it was just a horrendous place to live you every night you were in fear you just pull the covers over your face and just face the wall and that was it so was every room a target there wasn't oh wow did he even outside did he ever get like really violent or was it just kind of poltergeist activity that was just a bit of a nuisance it would yeah it was more nuisance Mm. than anything he he wanted himself to be known definitely (laughs) like I say I used to see him when I was a little boy only a few times I saw him a handful of times Um, but they were he'd do it more for the fear factor I think okay and he could move furniture as well (laughs) mum said that uh, like she'd got like a glass display cabinet Mm. that used to sit in the corner of the lounge where she used to put like china dishes and stuff and she said that one day she was just hoovering the lounge and it literally walked itself out from the wall like two or three steps until she shouted and it stopped Uh, and that's not the only time it done something like that as well I can remember us all, the the entire family sitting in the lounge one night watching TV and rather than buying coal dad had bought one of these old fashioned electric heaters you know with the bars that go across Mm. the little coil bars Yeah, and they glow bright red it was heavy as hell. I couldn't pick it up at my age. And even my dad, fully grown man, needed two hands to lift it. Yeah, yeah. And he'd sit it in front of the fire, the old open fireplace. And the dog would just lie in front of it. 
you know, panting away. And we were just watching TV, and suddenly that fire just went... <laughs> one side of it just slid out towards the dog. The dog got up and just shot out the door. <laughs> and everybody was just like, what the hell's that? Yeah. You know? So, so that was mostly what it, it was. It was... It was pranks, but kind of malicious pranks. It was trying yeah. to get that fear factor out there. A lot of energy with this. A lot of, but there was four young children in the house, so it could pull oh. that energy from all of us. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's in- Well, I keep saying it's cool. It's not cool for you guys. Looking back at it, it's, quite, you know, it's an interesting history for myself mm. and my family. But, yeah, living through it at the time was, was horrible, really. Yeah. Well, luckily there was no punches or scratches or anything with, like the poltergeist. No, activity. no, no, no serious injuries. Oh. Just psychological damage, really. <laughs> <laughs> but like your parents, obviously at the time, it wasn't. To uh, start with, my dad didn't believe in any of it. Yeah. When my mum started coming out with these stories of what was happening, he was like, "No, no, I don't believe. It, I don't believe." It. But by the end, do you remember the turning point in which your dad started believing it? Was it the fireplace? It possibly could have been the fireplace, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he actually saw it for himself. And, like, Mandy, Mandy just relayed that um, story about the keys being underneath the floorboard, but I can't remember yeah. those keys going missing loads of times mm. and being found in the attic, you know, in various rooms, or just not where they're meant to be. It's weird as well, because I imagine it's one of those things where if you kept your eye on it, it wouldn't move. But then as soon as you turn your back, yeah. I imagine that's floating through oh, the air. Oh, so like... many times. If you do, I'm doing my homework in the bedroom, put my, my jotter down with my pen and, and turn, turn my back to do something for literally three seconds, turn back, my jotter's there, but the pen's gone. So she's not wrong there. I don't, I don't know what it was. He had a fixation with, like, you said, well, like she Sharp said, it could things. be pointy, pointy things. Yeah, I don't know. God, it's bizarre. I'd love to go back to that house and have a. Well, I'll go back like I've been there. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to. Go. I don't ever go back to that house, even when I visit Ludlow these days. I, mm. I I avoid the entire area. I imagine there's people, different people, living there now. I would imagine so. Yeah. Oh, it'll be interesting. I'd love to see something like that or experience it. Obviously, you wouldn't because you've lived through it. But well, yeah. <laughs> that would confirm to me, like, yeah, ghosts are kind of real but I don't know we were saying earlier how ghosts and poltergeists are on they seem to be on different levels yeah yeah so like if I was in a house that was supposedly haunted just by a ghost well I say just by a ghost if it wasn't attacking me or anything and it was like maybe an apparition here or there I think of after a while, I'd probably get used to it and be like, "Well, Mary's back again." Yeah, but like was... you say, like you said earlier when we were discussing this at work, um, it, it's almost like they're just living their lives in a, mm. a in a different plane of existence, a different yeah. dimension or whatever. Whereas the poltergeist activity, like what what we had, that's yeah. just a whole other level. I couldn't live in a house with poltergeist activity. There is no way. I I had spent fifteen years in that house. Yeah, I don't know how you manage that. Well, my parents <laughs> didn't want to move. I would have quite happily moved at any point in that yeah. time. I imagine as a kid, surely you were out quite a lot because you were like, oh, I'm not oh yeah, all the it. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be the same. <laughs> well, let me stay around your house, mate. I don't want to go home. <laughs> no, I couldn't deal with that. Wow, uh, very interesting, mate. But yeah, I, but yeah, I, obviously, yeah. Uh, going back to the crying boy, yes, we did have a crying boy picture. Mm-hmm. We also had a very haunted house. We have 
a certain amount of special abilities, I guess you could say. Yeah, run yeah. through the blood of my family, and we are one of the lucky ones that avoided a fire. And I don't even know what happened to that picture. Like, and even Mandy doesn't know. So it obviously wasn't taken to a, a, a Sun newspaper bonfire extravaganza and burned. No. Um, but yeah, we did. We did have one. So you know, the whole crying boy thing is a bit of a, a personal one for me. Yeah. A close escape, one might say. Yes. Yeah. Imagine what could have happened if the picture was up. Yeah. So that's interesting, though, as well. When Mandy said that there was a boy and a girl. Yes, well. I remember the girl picture very well, probably because mm. Mandy liked it so much and she showed it to me so many times, mm. whereas uh, I think everybody sort of thought that the boy picture was a bit creepy, a little bit wrong, you know? Yeah, even the Giovanni version of it, I'm like... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not a nice-looking no, picture. I don't know why so many people would have bought that and put it up in their homes to start with. Yeah, unless they're just a massive fan of children's tears, which is the only thing I can well, think yeah, of. maybe, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I guess uh, with that, we'll draw it to an end. Um, if you've experienced the crying boy photo for, uh, picture for yourselves, if you, if you had one and managed to escape a fire, let us know. If your house did burn down, let us know. We want to know how many people this happened to. If you are a crying boy... <laughs> Cheer up. <laughs> Cheer up. <laughs> and if you're a poltergeist, bugger off. <laughs> but anyway, let us know uh, at paranormality.uk at gmail if you want to write us an email. You can always come and join our Discord. We're very happy to have people on our Discord. The more the merrier. Uh, there will be a link in the description. We're on TikTok. You can come and um, say hello there. We're on Instagram. You can say hello there. We're not on Facebook or nothing or, or, or Twitter because, no. you know... No, <laughs> that's no. the devil's social media. Yes, um, but until next time, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh, and this has been Paranormality UK. Ta 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 ta. We didn't give it a Paranormality rating scale. Oh shit! No, we didn't, did we? It's. I mean, that episode is hard to. It's a special one, isn't it? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if we're going off of your experiences, I'd give it like a nine, but the crying boy, there wasn't much evidence there. I'd give it a four. <laughs>